0: Hey. Is it working? Yeah, it's working. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. My name's Cody Lambert. And I wanna thank you all for letting me come out. I wanna just wanna start off and I wanna just lay this out there that I I don't take this lightly right here whatsoever. You know, I, I give reverence to the Lord. I, I, I thank Israel for calling me. And I know it's I don't know, it's just, it's not a place to take lightly whatsoever. And I just, I, I thank y'all, I thank the church for coming out today. I, I'm not Israel. I'm not, I'm nowhere near Israel, i am telling you, either which way is. Y'all just, y'all bear with us today. I just, I pray, I've been praying for this ever since Israel called me. I've been praying, I prayed hard for it last night, prayed hard for it this morning. And I just, I feel like God can work, and I feel like God can move in here, and I feel like the Lord changed the message yesterday, I had some more scripture in Luke I was looking at and reading and just kind of meditating on and he just, he changed it and I got over in John. But I don't want, I want to start off if we go anywhere and I'm going to give a little bit of my testimony so y'all know where I come from and what I am and why I'm here. But uh, <clears throat> I was born in 1996, September the 8th in Corinth, Mississippi. I was, uh, that's my dear, daddy right over there, David Lambert. I was, uh don't know why they brought me to Mississippi to be born, but either which ways. I was raised in Tennessee and uh Stayed up there for a long time. Still there. I don't know why I said that. Either which ways, in Tennessee, and I lived my life. My mother left when I was young, so that kind of affected me there a little bit. And I kind of had kind of a, a little struggle through my childhood there. And I was growing older, but I kind of made me the man I am today. And uh, either which ways, and I was in and out of church, you know, most of my life, and I wasn't really just there all the time. Maybe every now and then I go on Wednesday, and I had a couple professions of faith. Uh, I went down. And I said a prayer that was not real. I went down, and I the preacher told me I was saved. I didn't know I was saved. I got I got wet a couple of times, but either which ways. And I, I went through high school, and I tell you this because it's all gonna lead somewhere. I went through high school, and I wanted to be a, a riverboat man. I wanted to get on a towboat. That was my thing. I was like, I'm gonna get on the towboat, and I ain't gonna worry about I ain't gonna worry about college. I ain't gonna worry about nothing. I'm just gonna get on there and make a bunch of money, live that life. 28 days working, 28 days at the house laying down. But either which ways, and uh. That's what I wanted to do. I got out of high school in either which ways. Man, I, Ingram, I, had a, I had a job lined up with the Ingram Barge Company. Went to Paducah, Kentucky. Had a leave date. It was in July. I think it was the end of May when I got that. And uh, it all worked out there. But a long time ago, in 2012, I fell out of a deer stand. This is 2016 when all this happened. But four years prior to that, I fell out of a deer stand and hurt my back. And uh, I see how the Lord used it all, and he all worked it out in either which ways. And finally, you know, I, I was going to get on that towboat, and if any of you know anything about a towboat, you got a back injury, they ain't going to let you on there. And I kind of said something about it. I said, well, I hurt my back a long time ago, but I'm fine now. I said, I can do whatever. And it kind of threw up red flags. had an MRI done. So when all that happened, I got a job at a place called Tiss and Crumb Elevators. Y'all may have been on them elevators. I wouldn't trust them very much at all, either which ways. And uh, And <clears throat> I got a job up there, and I met a fellow named Jeremy Luna. And he got to witnessing Jesus to me every day. And... uh If y'all knew me before now, I was, guy, you probably wouldn't be around, cussed real bad. I just kind of, I was kind of mean in a way, I guess you'd say. I was ready for something to be started any time, and I was always cutting up with something stupid. I still cut up now. I still joke around now. We give each other a hard time at work, but either which ways. And I met Jamie Luna, and he got to witnessing Jesus to me, and he got to talking with me and stuff, and invited me to church, and I went to Porter's Creek Baptist Church, I think it was in June, may have been July, 2016 and me and daddy went that morning and I got convicted from God that I was lost. And I talked myself out of it halfway down to the altar. said I was saved. I didn't, I, just, I didn't need to do this. So I went down there and got on the altar and prayed. Went back to my seat. And I got out of the church as fast as I could. I was running from the Lord. I ran from the Lord for years. In either which ways and the Lord convicted me of being lost and I was scared to death. I'm telling you. And I knew when I left that day that I was lost, I knew it. And I went on for months after that. And finally, October the 30th, we had a fifth Sunday singing up at Porter's Creek. and uh, I had a lot of people, I had a church I was going to, they talked bad about a fifth Sunday singing, but I got saved in a fifth Sunday singing. And uh, Brother John Kirk, a good man I know, a pastor, dinner by the house, he, uh, he got up and preached and he preached salvation. And it was just a few minutes, it wasn't nothing big. And the Lord convicted me sitting right there. I went to the altar. I come back and sit down. Try to talk myself out of it. I'm bad about that now. My mind would work on me. And you may be here today and you may, you may need to hear that. I don't know. But you may be, your mind may be working on you today. But either which ways. And I went back to my seat and I sat there. A fellow named Craig White got up and sung another song. And I was battling with it sitting there. I'm talking about it was tearing me up. I was, it was eating me alive. I was like, I am lost. I need to do something. Something's got to be done. I knew the drawing of God was on me and I knew I had to get up and go. So I kept sitting there, and Jeremy Burnett, our pastor, come preach for y'all. He turned around and looked at him, and was like, Brother, you need anything? I was like, No, no. You just stay up there. You know, you leave either which ways. And I'm, I kept sitting there and I was like, Man, it was eating me up, I'm telling you. Finally, I just stood up in the middle of the song. He just went down there and said, Brother, I need to be saved. And he's like, well, Let's go to this room back here. And we went back there and I got saved. I, I met with Jesus that day and he, he changed my life. I wasn't of this old I lived a Christian life. You would think I was a Christian after I got back in church because I made myself that way. But the time I met with Jesus, it changed me on the inside. I didn't have the same thoughts I had. I didn't have the same goals of the day that I had when I woke up. Something different went on. I had a heart change. I was born again. And either which ways, man, I'm telling you, it was, it was great. And uh, I just wanted to give my testimony there. And the following spring, I was called to the ministry. And uh, you hear a lot of stories about me getting called to the ministry at the altar. But I was actually called to the ministry at work. The Lord been on my heart for a while about it, especially after I got saved. And um, I was, I don't know, it was just, it was something. I knew what God wanted me to do. And I was actually in a port-a-pot at work. And I got in there and got set down, and either which ways, that's, I know that's rough there. I know that's rough, but I'm, I'm a rough fella, either which ways. But it's truth. And I was in a port body at work and I asked God, I was like, God, I said, I, I I don't know, but I knew. And I was like, I will do what you want me to do, God. I was like, I surrender to him right there. God, I will do whatever, whenever, and wherever you want me to do, just send me. And like it was like a burden lifted off me. It's like a I heard old Jeremy Linda give a story about a fella getting saved, and he said it was like an old log fell off that log truck. And that joker just lifted up, and I'm talking about it went. And either which way, that's how I felt that day. And I came out of that portable body, and I was shouting for the Lord, called Jeremy. Went in there, was was in there shouting. I was, we was excited, but either which ways, And I just want to let that y'all know how everything worked. And I am called from God. I've been saved. I've been born again. I'm not standing here in the flesh. I'm, I'm, I'm saved. Either which ways, And I want to go on with this message. And uh, the Lord laid this, laid this on my heart about six months ago, believe it or not. And uh, God works in mysterious ways. I know he never did use it, he never did bring it out nowhere and it was actually in my phone, in my little note thing, I got an iPhone and uh, I was looking at some scripture in Luke and the uh, Lord got on my heart yesterday and I could not get it settled, I worked all day on this and either which ways and I finally, I turned over there and looked at it and I was like yeah that's it, so I prayed about it and we put it together and I feel like the Lord's in it I feel like the Lord can use it, I just I hope it's somebody here today that needs this but uh if you would, turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And I will ask something of y'all. If y'all would stand for the reading of the word of God, please. If y'all don't mind doing that. I know it's kind of different. Not everybody does that. I don't usually do it, but I felt led to do it. But here in John chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, let your heart be troubled. Or let not your heart be troubled you believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will I will come again and receive you into myself. That where I am, there that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know. And the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. But let's pray. The Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just want to come to you, Heavenly Father. And I just want to pray. God, I pray for this morning. Father Lord, I pray for the reading of your word. God, I pray that, I pray that it's, you just use this message in a mighty way this morning, Lord God. Father Lord, I pray for that person here that's, that needs this, Father Lord. I pray for the person here that needs life. Lord, I pray for the person here that needs to remember. God, I pray for each and every person in this room right now, Lord God, and each and person that's here. Is this. Lord, we love you and thank you and praise you, Father God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be seated. As we look here and we read and we see this, and uh, we know Jesus is telling me, he said, look, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to leave, I'm going to depart from you, I'm going to go and I'm going to make a place that you make home. He said, and you know right here, he says... Microphone getting loud on me or something. I don't know. Either which way is. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. He knows that we got a place waiting on us. We got a place that Jesus went and prepared somewhere for us. And we got a place that we may go if we find Jesus. And he went on there. Thomas said there, he said, he said to him, Lord, he said, we know not whither thou goest. And how can we know the way? But Jesus said something here to him. And he told him the way. He said, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the way to go there. And we're going to look at this today. And the title of the message is, How Do I Get to Heaven? And we know Jesus went to prepare a place. And in the Father's house in heaven, his mansion is waiting on us. And there's a place waiting that we may live eternity with Jesus. And we look here. And like I said, the title of this message is, How Do I Get to Heaven? And it says, Now. How is Jesus the way, the truth, the light? The first little section I got here, he says, the way. You know, if we get to thinking about it, we had to have a way. Always from the very beginning, there had to be a reason for something to cover up our sins. We had to have a way. God had to make a way, just like he did all through the Bible. He made a way for people to come to him. No matter what it was, he made a way. And we needed to make a way also. But why? Why did he have to make the way? You know? God had to make a way for a sinful group of people, just like us. Because we're sinners, no matter what we say or what we feel, we're a sinner. Here in Isaiah 64, 6, you can turn there. If you don't want to turn there, it don't matter. We're going to move on. We've got a bunch of scripture. If you want to write this down, you can. But it says, Isaiah 64, verse 6, says, "But We are always an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is a filthy rags. And we all do, fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. You know, our sins and our our ways and our ways of our hearts taken away from the Lord. You know, because of our sin, we cannot come before a holy, righteous God and stand before him alone. But, like I said, God had to make a way. Let's go on here, another scripture. Romans 3.23, for all of sin to come short of the glory of God. Everybody that's ever lived has sinned to come short of God's glory. One sin one small sin may not look big in our eyes but for a holy righteous god it's a lot and it's enough to separate us from him and you're looking here in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 one of my most favorite verses it says and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by jesus christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation you know he had to make a way and Jesus is that way. Jesus told us here, I'm the way. The truth, the lie. In the first way, he, he, had to, he had to come down. Blood always had to be shed. I'm trying to get to there. I'm sorry about that. Blood always had to be shed for sin. All the way back from Adam and Eve, when they sinned, God, what did he do? Killed animals to cover their nakedness, did he not? Even over in the Passover, when all that happened, they had to shed the blood of a perfect lamb, cast it on the doorposts, the mantles, cook it and eat it so they'd pass over. Cover their sins for another year. Blood always had to be shed and Jesus came to shed that blood. Jesus came that we may, and let's go to, turn to Hebrews chapter nine. There were several scriptures that I want to look at. Verse 22. This goes along with what I was trying to say. It said, Here, verse 22. Make sure everybody gets there. It says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true but to heaven itself now to appear to the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. You know, we sit here and think about this. Jesus came, and it's like in... 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. For he had made him to be sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. that That is my favorite verse right there. That Jesus came, he died the sinner's death, that we might be made good, that we might be made righteous. You know, not every year like back in the day was blood had to be shed, but for once the Bible says here, the Bible says he died once for our sins. He finished the work. And what he done on that cross was enough for each other person in here right now. His blood's enough for the baddest person you can think of, I promise you. It don't matter who it is. His grace is sufficient. Let's move on. John chapter 10, verse 7. It says, well, I'll let you turn there if you want to. Try not to get heavy of you A lot of flipping today, I'm Apologize about that too. But it says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it. More abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The shepherd giving his life for the sheep. That was the verse I was trying to get to. He said he's the good shepherd. And the good shepherd's gonna die for the sheep. The good shepherd's gonna put up whatever he has to to protect them sheep. And guess what Jesus did? Jesus went to the old cross over 2,000 years ago. No matter what we think, no matter who you are, Jesus done it. He's true. Everything about him is truth. Jesus Christ, he went and he died for you. No matter how you feel about Jesus today, I have no idea who's in here right now how you're feeling. But Jesus loves you. No matter how big your sins are, no matter how big big a thing you've done, no matter how bad of a life you've lived, I promise you Jesus loves you, and His grace is enough. And what he's done on that cross is enough to shed blood shed to cover all the sins. But if we would move John 3:16, we all know that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ, God loved us enough to send his son to die for us. We just celebrated that at Easter. Jesus came down and died for us. I know I keep saying that, but that is so important. The Savior of the world, the greatest news that's ever been is Jesus came and died for me and you right now. For everybody. For everybody. And what he done was enough, I promise. He's the truth. Jesus is the truth. John chapter eight, verse 31. Let me turn over to you. I didn't write that down over here. It says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue my word, then are you my, my disciples indeed? He said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth a sin, is a servant of sin. But I guarantee you right now, Jesus, when he make when it says he's the truth, that means he's gonna show you who you truly are. That means we're all sinners. And they was here confused there. Maybe their self righteousness was overwhelmed. They couldn't really see their, their state they was in. And maybe somebody here today their self righteousness is covering their sins. They can't see that they're really truly a sinner. And that, that goes for Christians too. You know maybe, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm forgetting where I've come from. Maybe I'm I'm getting so big, high and mighty what I think I am that I forgot the past that I had. You know, Paul said over there, he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said over I think it was in 2 Corinthians somewhere over there. I can't remember where it was at, but I'll find it if you need it. But Paul said, I am what I am. He knew his past. Paul remembered what God brought him out of, and we're going to have to keep that in mind if we're going to serve the Lord, I promise you right now. We've got to remember that God pulled us out of the bondage of sin, pulled us out of death, and gave us life. He made a way and he showed us the truth. Who we really are. And the truth is that there ain't nothing good about me. I don't care what you think. Your goodness alone ain't gonna get you to heaven. I promise you. Your goodness alone, your, the Bible says your righteousness, which is gonna say your goodness, is a filthy rags before a holy righteous God. I'm telling you, no matter what we do, no matter the good works, I've heard people say that before, well maybe if I live a better life on one side it outweigh the bad and God let me through them doors, but I, it's not gonna happen. Because without Jesus Christ, there's no remissions of your sins, but number one, and you're not going to enter in on your flesh. You're not going to do it. Sometimes it takes a, it does take a humbleness to find that out. It does take somebody to get humble and get on their knees and broken to understand they're truly a sinner and understand their state of what they was in. And Jesus, that truth, can show us that. But, oh man, but he's that way to find that life. If we're going to get on into that, I'm not going to try to get into the next part of it right yet. But in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, you can turn there if you want to, if you want to just write that down, it don't matter. I didn't even write that down. Flip there. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. You know, he is that truth. He's not going to change up on us. I guarantee that. Jesus Christ is always going to be the same. We can stand on his promises. We can stand on his truth, and we can stand on what he said. If he's going to do it, if he says he's going to do it, well, guess what? He's going to do it. You know, a lot of times we go to doubt, and I don't know about y'all, but I know me and how I am. I don't know if there's a something happened. Well, I didn't mean to touch that either which way. I don't know if something happened a long time ago. Whatever, whatever. It's inside of me. I want to doubt everything. I feel like he was going to leave us leave me I guess you'd say I feel like that one day maybe he would leave but he promised he would never forsake us he'd never leave us nor forsake us what he said he's going to do I promise I know I keep saying that he's going to do it I guarantee that and the next section of this is the life why is there a need to find that life you know, we were just talking about a while ago everybody's a sinner everybody's committed a sin but what does that cause You know, from a long time ago, very, very long time ago, when Adam and Eve was in the garden, God created paradise that they may live in it. They had fellowship with the Almighty God. You know, that's hard to understand. That's hard to get your mind wrapped around. But he had everything that they could actually want or need. God had it all. Perfect. How great that was. But God said, there's one thing over here I don't want you to fool with. He says one tree over, I mean, y'all know this, y'all know this, but there's one thing over here I want y'all to fool with, and it's this tree. Don't touch it. You know, he didn't say it, but I'm sure he was thinking, don't look at it, don't, 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 don't do nothing. Don't even think about it. Don't fool with it whatsoever. Well, guess what? Here comes that old sly devil. Here come that that old snake, that serpent, enemy, whatever you want to call him, Satan. He came slithering up and he took what God said, and he took what God told him and he twisted it. He turned what he said and he said, Well, will surely die? He said, will you surely die if you eat of that fruit? Surely not, come on now. And maybe there's somebody in here today when the Bible says Jesus is the way, the devil may have twisted it and deceived it in your mind that you may think, well, you know, maybe, you know, I know Jesus is real. I know Jesus, I know all that. But maybe if I just keep on going the way I'm going, because I'm a pretty good person now. I drive on my side of the road. I run a speed limit. I don't do none of that stuff, you know. I don't even smoke. I don't dip. I don't drink. I'm a pretty good guy, man. I'm a pretty good guy. The Bible says no good not to sin already, you know. I believe we sin and never know it. I believe we mess up and never even realize it. But God can show you your sin. God can show you where you messed up. But God can also show you a way to get out of that sin. The Bible says here in Ephesians chapter one, chapter two, verse one. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sin. He's talking to the saints of God here. He said, look, you hath he quickened. You pulled out of that old life of bondage and sin. He said, who once was dead in your trespasses and your sins. He said, look, y'all was down there in that old life, in the world, living for yourselves in the flesh. You wasn't yet in the spirit there. He was dead. You know, we get to thinking, Well, Jesus said he's alive, why do I need life? Because we're dead without Jesus. On the inside, there's a void in everybody's life in this building right now. That If you ain't got Jesus, it ain't been filled yet. Only Jesus can fill that void. Maybe you're trying to fill the void with alcohol. I don't know, money. Maybe it's something simple. Maybe it's just having nice things. Maybe it's trying to find happiness without Jesus. But I'm telling you right now, no matter what you do, anything besides Jesus, that's going to go away. But... Oh, man, Jesus said that if you thirst, you can come to him and find water, living water, and it'll come out of you like a fountain. I'm telling you, he told that to the lady at the well over there. That ain't word for word, but that's overview of it. We can find, we can quench our thirst in Jesus, I guess you'd say. We can find that life. We can find happiness. We can find our purpose in life. You know, maybe maybe you found Jesus. Maybe you've, maybe you've been saved. You know, maybe you've had that life, but you're not showing it, you know. Maybe, what's that song, Crowder sung? I heard it the other night. Oh. If you say you're free, then prove it. If you say you found life, then prove it. You know, maybe if somebody here today needs a, a little, you know, kick, get out there. Show people that you have Jesus in your life. Show people the love of Jesus. You know, over in Luke 10, what I've been studying on Jesus gave a few different examples there you know, about the priest and the, it was the Good Samaritan. The parable of the Good Samaritan is what it was. And he showed three different types of people there. The priest, that came out, fellow that got whooped up. On, he was laid out there on the road. I don't know either which ways. And the priest came out and he just passed him and just plumb on up. I mean, he didn't have time to look for him. Then you got the next side. I forgot what kind of fellow it was, but it was some fellow, he came out there and he saw him over. There. He saw that he needed there was a need in his life. He saw that he needed to do something, but... Fella just kept going. He said, oh, "I ain't got time for that. I got go, to run for the food giant. Give me some chicken. I don't know, Be which way." But there was another guy. By the grace of God, you know, this old lawyer was talking to Jesus there, and he's like, "What must I do?" He said, "Who's my neighbor?" That's what he said. You know, Jesus told us, "Love our neighbor." Had a sign y'all had up there, "Love God and love love people." You know, Jesus told us, "Love our neighbor, love love people." And man, old guy, a good Samaritan come by. He picked that guy up off the ground. Put him upon his little donkey there or wherever he had. I don't know. But he put him up on his, on his ride there and he, he hauled him on in there. Took care of him. Loved on him. Showed mercy towards him. Man, He told him, so look, he said, anything you need, here's some money. He said, if you, if you spend over that, I'll repay it. I'll do whatever. Maybe that's the way we need to be. Maybe you found that life. Maybe you found Jesus. Maybe you've been saved. And maybe the self-righteousness is getting over you. And you ain't doing like the Good Samaritan did. And you ain't showing mercy on people. You know, a lot of times we want to pick and choose who we want to witness Jesus to. And we can't do that. can't do it. Everybody needs Jesus. Some people it's hard to deal with. I got family that's hard to deal with. I'm talking about they're rough. I come from a rough bunch of folks. That's <laughs> daddy over there. Either which ways. And it's, it's hard. I know. I know. I've been there. I've seen, I've seen the things that people don't want to look at. And that's, that's the type of people we need in this church right here that we need here in the gospel, that we need to go out and spread the gospel to, not just bring them in here, but to bring that life to them. Oh, man. But either which ways. And I want to go on. Romans six twenty three, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, from that old sin that we commit leads to death, just like we read over here in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, who you was quickened, but he was once in death. He was once dead in your trespasses and your sin. That sin is going to lead to death no matter what. But, there's that but. And buts are always good in the Bible, are they not? But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus made a way. God made a way. And he made it through Jesus so we may find it. We'll move on to John chapter 6, 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat, The flesh of the Son of Man, and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. If you've not yet taken Jesus in, if you've not yet came to know the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, Son of God, Emmanuel, what do you want to call him? If you've not yet known him, if you've not taken him in, been born again, what the Bible says, over in John chapter 3, then you have no life in you. You're still in your sins. You're still in your flesh. And without that, we're not going to get to go to heaven. John chapter 10, verse 10. We done read that. We're going to read that again. It says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. We'll stop right there and think about that. You know, the enemy, he wants to come and take that life away from you, to live that life that you've been given. It's like o Crowder said. If you've been freed, prove it. He wants you to not prove it. He wants to keep you on them pews, not doing a thing in the world. But coming in here on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and I'm done. I you know, put my time in, I'm through. But Jesus told us, oh man, he said, I'm gonna make you fishers of men. I'm gonna make you something that you, you ain't yet. I'm gonna show you some things that you ain't never saw. And Jesus can take you anywhere, I'm telling you. And if y'all was going on that mission trip, I think that is great. I think that's, I think that's wonderful. It's blessed my heart today. I uh, got to see in that. That's what he called us for, to go out and spread the gospel. Whatever we do, I'm, I'm praying for y'all. If y'all are going to do that, praying for this church, I think it's lovely. But how can we find life in Jesus? Over in Mark chapter one, verse 15, Jesus said over here, said, "In saying, uh, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. We must repent of the world, turn from sin and turn to Jesus Christ. You better think, well, that's tough right there. Man, that's the truth. That's truth. We must turn from this old world. Maybe, I heard a guy give an example like this one day. He said, say this window over here, say that light, say that, or the window, we'll put it like that because that light over there is going to be Jesus. Say that's the world, but say that light at cross that cross right there says Jesus. We're going to turn our, our ways from over here and we're going to point in this direction. We're going to be like, all right, I'm done with this. I know this can't fill my void. I know this can't fill my life. I know that I'm not going to be happy the same way that I am, so I'm going to turn this way. Well, I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna try something different. So you turn completely around from the world. Not saying that you're gonna quit sinning for good. If somebody says that, they're false. Cause we cannot quit sinning. It's a struggle every day. Oh man, it hurts. It tears. It tears me up. I'm sure it does everybody to think about that. That man I'm trying so hard to please my Lord, but I can't. I keep on. That's what he wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust in Jesus, cause Jesus done paid for all that a long time ago. Jesus done went to that cross and shed his blood for that a long time ago. And his grace is enough to cover them sins. He said, as far as the east is from the west, he died on that old cross and Mars spread that we may find forgiveness. And if you need forgiveness today, I mean, you can find it in Jesus. Jesus can give you forgiveness. He can. You've got to first forgive yourself. You've got to come to Jesus and he'll forgive you. You've got to let it go. And if you're saved today and you, you've not yet forgave yourself, you're still holding in burdens. I don't know why people want to do that. I don't know why I want to do that. I want to get all my stuff, and I'm like, I want it. I don't want you to have it, God, but God's like, give me your burdens. Give me your stuff. Give it here. I want your hurt. I want the things that's bothering your life. I want them right here, and I want you to hold, I want to hold them. I want to hold you. That's what, that's what Jesus wants. He wants you to give everything to him. There you go, Lord. I'm done. Can't do it on my own. I can't do it without you. He wants us to come to Jesus. John verse six, John chapter six verse forty-seven. I didn't write that down either. We're gonna flip over. I know we're having a flipping contest today. I'm just, y'all just bear with me. the page in my Bible. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. You know, we can sit here and think about that. We can find life. And Jesus promised us this here in this one verse. He that believeth on me. When you come to Jesus, you have everlasting life. You can be saved today. Your eternity can be changed today. You can find life in Jesus today. You can come to him and he can fill you up. And the things of this world ain't going to be the same. You know what? Some things the other day, and I ain't trying to down anything in this world. Or I ain't trying to down riding four-wheelers or anything. But I got to thinking today, I was like, we're going to ride at Polaris. So I got on that old Polaris I got, and it was snowing and stuff. Went to ride, me and Daddy. It ain't the same as it used to be. It ain't the same, doing all that old crap like that and trying to get hurt on it. It ain't the same as it used to be. Because things in this world ain't going to please us like it used to. And I ain't going to say it's bad. If you like riding your Polaris, ride your Polaris. If you like hunting, go hunting. I love hunting. I love hunting. Love turkey hunting. Love deer hunting. Used to love Canaan, but I got not quit that, though, either which ways. But we're going, Romans chapter five, verse 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. You know, we're thinking about that, and that's Adam. It's talking about Adam here in the Bible. If one man's offense, what Adam done a long time ago, death reigned from generation to generation. Much more they which receive abundance of grace and of, the gift of the, and, the, and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. You know, we get to thinking here, what one man done a long time ago, one man changed. Jesus came down from the glory of heaven. And this is the gospel right here. Jesus Christ came down from the glory of heaven. He came down, robed himself in that flesh, Lived as a man for years. I don't know exactly how many years. I already know that. I don't. But Jesus Christ lived on this earth for a long time. With us on his mind. Fulfilled the law, fulfilled the scripture. Whatever they said was gonna happen, it happened. And Jesus went to the old cross. On that old Calvary's Hill. Like an old song where the timbers was it, Was the timbers meet, or where the timbers met. And Jesus went on that old cross that day but you on his mind, and he died there, was took down, buried, and by the glory of God on the third day, he rose again. That tomb did not have Jesus in it. It had some old grave clothes and an old napkin folded up over there, which meant he's coming back. But that old tomb didn't have Jesus there. Jesus rose again. He walked on this earth about 40 days, and he ascended into heaven seated right now on the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. Ain't that wonderful? that right now that is the good news that from your sins and from what you are and from what you've done, and I'm not sitting there running everybody down this building, that ain't what I'm doing. I'm just trying to let you know there's a consequence coming, but the price has been paid. And you can find your ticket to pay that joker. I'm telling you, Jesus done wrote it and he paid for it, bought it. So like an old blank check, you know all you gotta do is just take it. Jesus said, whatever whatever I need to cover, I'll cover it. I'll do it. But here, <clears throat> And I, I want to think about a little story here that I got to think about the other day. I was going to try to show you some of it the first day, but I didn't. But say you're walking down the road. Say you're here today. You ain't yet came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. You ain't yet been born again. And say you're walking down the old road. There's a lot of dirt roads over where we live at and a, a lot of forks in the road. And say you came up to one of them forks and on the left side, just say on the left side, I ain't picking on y'all, but say on this other side over here, See, I know if I walk on this side, I know I can do what I want to. I know that I can live my life the way I feel like living it, but I don't know how it's going to end. But on the other side of the road, (laughs) there's a sign that said it's the way, there's truth in this side, and there's life in this side, but I don't know how he's going to lead me, and I don't know how I'm going to live my life. That's the thing about that. I know the word of God tells me how to live it, but I don't know where Jesus is going to carry me. I can see this side, but I know... Surely it's going to end in death. But that other side's going to end in life. And say you're at that crossroads today. Say you're at that fork in the road today. And say you don't yet know Jesus. And say you're sitting here right now. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the hearts of y'all right now. Anybody in this building. But if you're lost today and you're at that fork, I believe you're here for a reason. I don't believe in chances. I believe in divine appointments. I believe God lets us come here for a reason. I believe he lets us sit here and listen to the gospel and hear the grace of God for a reason. I believe he gives us a chance to get saved. And if you've not yet come to repentance and faith in Christ and be born again, now I know it's tough, but you're not gonna to go to heaven. And I'm not sitting here trying to scare everybody in this building right now, but it's truth. There's truth in it, and Jesus said, I made the way. He done bought and paid for it. You may think, how can a, how can a loving God send somebody to hell? How can somebody choose hell over loving God? That's the way you got to look at it. He's laid it out there for us. No matter who you are, he has no. It ain't nobody better, greater than nobody. We're all the same. Ground's level with the cross. But I want to read one more scripture, and I want to end on that. And I want to go into the altar call or the visitation, whatever y'all call it. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And we're going in there, and brother, I don't know how y'all used to do it, you come up here and sing, give an altar call. But I'm here to tell you today, if, you've, if y'all have not yet been born again, if you've not yet came to know Jesus, that I'm telling you, today could be the day. Like I said, I believe God laid that message on my heart for a reason. I believe there's somebody here right now that needs the grace of God. And I'm not sitting there trying to convince you of nothing. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I ain't trying to sell you nothing because it's already there. You just got to take it. The altar's open. Step down here.